I remember when one could put a job ad in the newspaper, and within a week, we'd have close to 300 applicants. And that was for a minimum wage job. Today, the reality is much different. I know, I'm probably preaching to the choir, but really, we have to start thinking differently about recruitment, and we have to start doing recruitment differently. And that's what we're talking about today on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that challenges small business owners and entrepreneurs, just like you, to dare to be the exception. Join our host, customer experience expert, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you script and direct your business and teams to create jaw-dropping experiences your customers and staff deserve. Here is the host of Experience Leadership, author of Lights, Camera, Action, customer experience expert, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode. In today's episode, we will provide insights and strategies on how employers can effectively navigate the competitive landscape and attract the very best candidates to their organizations. We are going to delve into how you as an employer can stand out and capture the attention of potential candidates who could serve you. So stick with me. I'd love for this to be an open forum. So if you have questions, go ahead and post them in the comment box and I will respond to them. If you do it while we're live, I'll do it live. And if not, I will do it. I'll respond to whatever comments you put into the comment box after the fact. As always, if you find this topic compelling, I do offer a 30-minute complimentary coaching session. So go ahead and book a time that works for you on my online calendar. It's in the show notes. It's the one that's marked meetwith.markhain.com. In past episodes, I've talked about how we as leaders tend to make excuses as to why we don't see the outcome that we desire. I can't tell you how many times I've heard business operators say things like, oh, it's quiet in the store because it's such a beautiful day and no one wants to come inside. Or, oh, it's quiet because it's raining outside. Or, oh, it's quiet because the town has been evacuated because of all the wildfires. Okay, some excuses are real, but a lot of it, we're pointing fingers at stuff. For those who have been evacuated, I do hope that you get back home really soon. I know how horrible displacement and how uncertain this makes everybody. But my point is, when things aren't going our way, we usually play the blame game. We blame the environment. We blame, you know, anything that's outside of our perspective, right? We, we're using our own bubble and anything outside of that, that's what we're blaming. We rarely ever look inside us to understand that it's something that we are doing or not doing that's making all the difference in the world. And our recruitment process is no different. So I would like to know from you our question of the day. So today we are talking about attracting the talent you need to sustain your business. So the question is, exactly why are you having trouble attracting your perfect candidates? I mean, could it be that you are stuck around that the youths of today are lazy and don't want to work? <laughs> B, there are too many jobs available and not enough people to fill them. What about C, 
I stopped even trying. The people I hire never stick around long enough to be a benefit, so I just rather work short staffed. <laughs> or D, I haven't really figured out the formula to attract the people I need. I don't know. And then E, of course, is I don't know what you're talking about. I have a full roster of amazing people. I turn applicants away at the door. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Why don't you go ahead and share this episode on your favorite platform and hashtag it, hashtag experience leadership. I'd love for you to be part of this conversation. Again, like I said, if you can hashtag it experience leadership, I can track the conversation, I can respond to it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I have to say, a couple of weeks ago, I had lunch with a colleague who runs the food and beverage department at a local casino. It was great catching up with him. He had been my mentee for many, many years. and uh, But it wasn't long before he started telling me about the challenges he has with attracting and retaining staff. He's faced a couple of problems. One is that at one point, he was so desperate for staff, he hired virtually anybody, anybody just to get the bodies in the room to alleviate some of the pressure. Needless to say, that caused him a ton of issues. The second problem he faced was that when he managed to make the perfect hire, they didn't stay. I mean, they were surrounded by people who shouldn't have been hired in the first place. And there was an incongruency between what they perceived they were stepping into and what the actual culture was like. I really did like that he did not blame outside forces. He knows that this was a problem he was in control of, and only he could provide the solution. In today's competitive market, employers face the challenge of attracting the best talent to their organization. And it shouldn't be, oh, let me just hire the best of the worst. And honestly, from all the research I've been doing, all the different businesses I've been talking to, this is industry agnostic. I do know that when I was in hospitality, I used to look at hospitality and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe we have all this problem in hospitality. And then when I got to work in economic development and I got exposure to different businesses, I realized that all the issues we saw in hospitality, all these other businesses were seeing exactly the same thing. So, you know, part of the veil that needs to be lifted is for you to think that this is just happening to you. It's not. It's happening to everybody. But really, the success of any company really depends on the caliber of the employees. And thus, it's crucial for employers to implement effective strategies to entice top job candidates. So today, I wanted to put a different spin on what it might look like. I'm going to outline some essential steps that I think employers should take to attract the most qualified individuals and to stand out in their marketplace. I have a sneaking suspicion if we can change the lens by which we view recruitment, we could shake things up a little bit. But before we dive in, I encourage you to check out the episode, The Problem with Prospects, that I, I did a, probably about a year, year and a half ago on this channel. Because I'm believe it or not, in today's marketplace, we have to start applying the thinking we use for client acquisition towards employee attraction. So the very first step today is understand the needs and expectations of your job seekers. Now, I know you're looking at me going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm the employer. Don't they need to fulfill my expectations? Well, yes. But as I mentioned, 
we must start looking at our employee attraction like a customer attraction process. In the quest to attract top job candidates, it is really essential that we start using our ability to gain a deeper understanding of the needs and expectations of the job seekers. What is it they want? Too many times we're so focused on what we want that we stop looking at what it is the candidates coming in want. I think that by aligning recruitment strategies with the needs that the job seekers have, employers can create a compelling proposition that stands out in the competitive job market. But here's a few things that we need to consider. Number one, we have to consider work-life balance. Job seekers increasingly prioritize a healthy work-life balance. They today are seeking opportunities that allow them to excel in their career while maintaining personal well-being. In fact, when you take a look at the numbers of people who are quitting their jobs, people are quitting their jobs not because they're getting more money somewhere else, but because the job that they're going to be going into looks like it is going to fulfill their needs at a deeper level. And a lot of that is this idea of personal well-being. So I think the top employers really emphasize that their commitment to work-life balance, and they offer flexible work arrangements, they offer telecommuting options, and wellness programs. And again, if it's a good culture, they're going to have a system to make sure that employees are willing to take up wellness programs. I think if we can highlight these benefits in job postings and during interviews to attract the candidates who value the work-life balance or even a smoother work-life integration, I think the minute you start talking that language, people are going to start stepping up and taking notice. And it's, it's more than just having a disclaimer at the bottom of the job ad. We support wellness in our workplace. I think it goes much, much deeper than that. And I think we can leverage some of the content that we'll talk about today. Number two is career growth opportunities. Job seekers aspire to work, at least some of them. They aspire to work for organizations that provide avenues for growth and advancement. They seek companies that invest in employee development, offer training programs, and provide clear career progression paths. I know that this is challenging, but there's an, that age-old question, what happens if I train them and they leave? Well, what happens if you don't train them and they stay? In today's marketplace, I really think we as leaders need to start looking at our businesses as stepping stones for our employees, as a training ground for people's future. I believe if we take on the mindset that we leave a legacy on each of our employees and their future success, I think that we start gaining a reputation and that kind of talk will reinforce the kind of employer that you are. I think all too often we're too focused on, I need these skill sets for my business, and I'm just going to put people through that. But until we start looking at what is it we can do to help our employees grow and really understand what it is they want, I think that we're going to be challenged. I think employees should really showcase their commitment to professional growth and highlight success stories of employees who have advanced within and outside of the organization, like even people who have left your business. I do know that there are people once in a while, I get to post on social media that will say from somebody who I used to work with, Mark, thank you so much for the stuff that we did way back 20 years ago. It really made me the kind of person or kind of employee I am today, whether that's a leader or a trainer or whatever. And I think that legacy and that reputation 
really will support your long-term goals. I think when we talk about it, and we'll talk a little bit about some mediums in which we can talk about this, I think when we talk about it, if we can emphasize mentorship programs, learning opportunities, and the chance to develop new skills, I think that that, again, will stand out from the brunt of the job ads that are out there. And then number three of understanding the needs and expectation of job seekers is to really create a positive company culture. What does that look for you? I have a lot of content on this podcast around creating positive company culture, and I I invite you to check them out. But people want to work in environments that foster collaboration, respect, and inclusivity. Employers, really good ones, really emphasize that their company culture stands out from the rest. And by sharing stories and making sure that those stories reflect the values that they have, I think are the key. Highlight employee testimonials that speak to the supportive and inclusive nature of the organization is a really good tool to be able to, again, speak differently than what your competitors are doing and people who are looking at your job seekers for their own business. I think showcase any employee-driven initiatives, team-building activities, or social responsibility efforts that contribute to a positive workspace. I think these can really help you kind of see the needs that the job seekers are looking for. And of course, competitive compensation and benefits, it's a necessity. It's not, it might be an attractor, but it's not a retainer. So while it's not the sole determining factor, competitive compensation and benefits do remain an important component to job seekers. Employers should really conduct thorough, thorough market research to ensure their salary offerings are in line with industry standards and in line with the expectation of their target employee. When I was talking with my colleague at the casino, you know, we talked about this idea that, you know, everybody's paying minimum wage. And there's so many different ways that you can pay minimum wage, but then you can throw a little bit extra benefit in at some point to make minimum wage not minimum wage anymore. And one thing I suggested to him is that, you know, you pay aside from minimum wage, you bank in $1 per hour that gets paid out on an annual basis. And a couple of things happen. Number one, when they get that check at the end of the 365 days, when they get that extra bonus, it's thrilling. Number two, when people are in an environment where they're not sure if this is for them or not, and you know, we always get that kind of mindset of, you know, do I go or do I stay? Do I stay or do I go? They will look at what's in the bank and maybe they'll stick it out a little bit longer. And that gives managers the opportunity to get sensitive to whatever their needs are that aren't being met and make sure they are being met before the 365-day payout happens. So that And and that's really a really cost-effective way to be able to do retention and a engagement aspect to it. That, you know, when you tell people, yeah, you know, we're paying minimum wage, but you get $1 per hour banked away. And after 365 days, depending on the number of hours you work, right, you're going to get that money back. And so the more hours you work, the more it's going to be in the bank. It's going to be great. So in addition to monetary compensation, though, employers really should consider comprehensive package, benefit package that includes health care, retirement plans, and other perks that may be desirable to the target market. I think if you do your due diligence and you really kind of do an avatar definition of your perfect candidate, you're going to find out what are some of the perks that that candidate, that kind of avatar would want to see happen. I think if we highlight these job offerings in in job postings to attract candidates seeking a well-rounded compensation package, I think that we start speaking their language, people's ears will perk up. 
And of course, number five is company brand reputation. Job seekers are increasingly interested in working for companies with strong reputations within their industries and that they are recognizable brands. Employees should highlight their achievements, their industry accolades, and notable projects to create a positive impression. It's important that we do toot our own horns in many different ways. We could leverage social media and company websites to showcase the organization's mission, values, and impact. We can share success stories and testimonials from satisfied clients or from customers themselves to help enhance the company's reputation and appeal. And then number six on this uncovering what the job candidates need is diversity and inclusion. I know that, you know, some people, oh, it's so woke, it's so woke, but it's it's an important aspect to it. And in my book, even before the term woke came out, I was saying that it's really important to have diversity within the workspace. And it's not necessarily even just, it's not just the race diversity I'm looking at or the sex diversity. What I'm talking about here is getting people with different ideas, people with different backgrounds to come together within your organization. If you're a great manager, you can tap into this knowledge base that just makes you so much more powerful. In today's world, job seekers actively seek employers who prioritize diversity and inclusion. Employees should demonstrate their commitment to fostering a diverse and inclusive workplace by highlighting initiatives such as employee resource groups, diversity training programs, and equal opportunity policies. It's important that we talk out loud about all this stuff. Emphasize the importance of diversity in the job posting and showcase any recognition or awards received for diversity efforts. The more that we could do to stand up to say we are the good guys, the better off we're going to be. And by understanding and catering to the needs and expectations of job seekers, employers can position themselves as desirable destinations for their top talent. And it, you know, ultimately it is absolutely crucial to communicate these aspects effectively throughout your various channels, your job postings, your company websites, and of course, social media platforms. Anything you do should outline and model your values as a company. And by doing so, employers can attract candidates who align with their values, contribute to a positive work environment, and drive the organization's success. Now, doesn't that sound nice? But You know, that's not all. That's only one aspect, really, that we've talked about so far in this first segment. When we come back, we will highlight the other ways that you can stand out as being the employer of choice in your marketplace and beat, have your candidates beat down your door. (laughs) We'll get to that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with a new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Hain. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. We really did cover a lot in the first segment of understanding the needs and expectation of job seekers. It really can be summarized by leveraging that understanding and creating a synergy around shared values. To me, that's the big thing is everybody out there has a set of values. We have our set of values. And really, if we can get them to come together, I think we create that synergy. And if we get that right, you're well on your way to attracting your perfect employee. But the challenge still remains. 
how can I get the world to see who I am so that when people are looking for jobs, they're going to pick me to come to? The one area I really do think that we need to, to be strategic and intentional about is one of the things I, I lent on a little bit in the first segment, and that is crafting a compelling employer brand. You know, we do take so much time and energy defining our corporate brand for the world to see, but precious few of us are intentional about telling the world who we are as employers. I think crafting a compelling employer brand is a powerful way for employers to differentiate themselves in the competitive marketplace and, attra- and of course, attract that shop, the top job candidates. An employer brand really encompasses the company's values, mission, and culture, and, and reputation. And it, it's not the, the stuff that you see on the wall. This is the stuff that you're walking each and every day. And I think it's if you can get the definition, if you can get that brand definition out there, I think it serves as a key driver in the decision-making process for the job seekers. Here are some key elements to consider when crafting a compelling employer brand. First and foremost, you need to define your unique selling point. Now, again, you could be watching this and going, but I'm not selling them anything. (laughs) But you kind of sort of are. You're selling them on who you are as a company. And this is, you define a a unique selling point for you to market yourself out to your customers. But when it comes down to your employees, can you look at your culture, your brand identity and define what is articulating the unique aspects that make your organization stand out? It could be your innovative work environment, your commitment to sustainability, or that you have a collaborative company culture. Keep in mind that whatever you talk about, you're going to have to prove it. That means, you know, you're going to have to go on to things like Glassdoor or Indeed and look at the reviews that past employees have said about your organization because you have to be ready to defend that. If you say that you are a collaborative work environment and all, all the Glassdoor reviews or the Indeed reviews are slamming you because you, sh- you shut people down, well, then you have a major uphill battle. I think ultimately, the key here is to be authentic. You need to ensure that your employer brand accurately reflects your organization's values, your cultures, and your work environment. I think authenticity builds trust and credibility and helps to attract candidates who align. Once again, this is the big common theme here, isn't it? They align with your company's mission and your vision and your values. You could leverage some of the same mechanisms you use in your client marketing, for instance. Like we in our client marketing, we might get customer testimonials. Well, why don't you go ahead and leverage employee testimonials? Engaging in storytelling on your various platforms, which means you also have to leverage social media and have a strong online presence that talk to the job seekers. I have seen companies hand over their social media in in what they call employee takeovers. And so they allow employees to start uh, sharing stories and experiences working within the business. And and it's pretty cool because you can see the tone from the, the different posts. In one particular one, they do um, an employee feature or an employee spotlight. You know, so one of the things is, you know, they ask the employee, what's something most people don't know about you? And so they'll post the person's face, their name, their job, and then this interesting fact about this employee. It really does bring kind of a a face 
to the employees who are working in the businesses. I remember this one time I was working at an organization. We started a corporate Toastmaster club where the at lunchtime, all the employees would get together and we'd, we'd do a Toastmaster meeting. And, you know, people would start telling stories and all this. And, and I remember the manager the, of the business came to me and he says, he said, you know, I didn't know that our accountant or our bookkeeper was so incredibly funny. And it's like, isn't that a nice realization to know rather than the dry kind of interactions we have in our businesses, that that was a mechanism that we got to start learning about everybody on the team and understanding what their true personalities were. Something else that you can do is you can use a content calendar to theme your content. Every month, there's an international month of something, right? What a super cool way to celebrate something. You have each month, you say, you know, July is the international month of whatever. And it doesn't have to be something really like big. It could be like the international month of pasta twirling. And then the whole month, you know, you videotape your team getting together, twirling pasta in some form or leveraging that as a storyline. It doesn't have to be all serious all the time. You can have a lot of fun with this. I think that if you can leverage employer branding at every touch point in your job seeker's journey, you're well on your way in order to bring people through the journey with you. From the initial interaction with your job posting all the way to the interview process and, and into the onboarding process. Ensure that your employer brand shines through each and every time. Provide a positive and engaging candidate experience to reinforce your brand's image and leave a lasting impression on job seekers. Like all initiatives, Crafting a compelling employer brand requires consistent and ongoing communication. This is not a do it once and forget about it. The secret here is to make it part of your strategic plan and maintain consistent action towards that goal. And I can't emphasize enough how a strong employer brand really helps create that positive perception of the company, how it differentiates you from competitors and ultimately attracts the right talent contributing to your success. I think this is just something that we need to start thinking about this as opposed to just placing ads. The third key is to start talking differently about your business. It's funny. I was talking at a conference of business owners in one particular industry. So there were people who shared, they were competitors basically sitting in the room. And we discussed how most of them on their marketing collateral all speak the same way. Like if you go from one website to the other, they all have that same, what uh, Gary Maxwell calls category language. Uh, also, one of my interviews on this podcast, check it out. The big question I, I posed to them was, if you're all saying the same thing, what is your differentiator? And really at the end of the day, they had to step up and say, our only differentiator is price. But does it have to be? Because I pose that to you now. If you are talking to job seekers the way that everyone else is doing it, you and them will get lost in the shuffle. So how about, for instance, thinking differently about your job postings? Why don't you have an employee draft a job posting and put it out there? Have fun with it. Or have a customer come out and write a job posting. How different would that look to a prospect? And again, the more fun you have with this, my goodness, the more it's going to stand out. I think if you can showcase your company culture and everything you do, make sure you are really openly 
sharing your values. And please don't pretend. Don't pretend. I think openly sharing your values will get you a lot of traction. So I want to talk a little bit about some cautionaries, and we'll get to that right after this. Attention, meeting and event planners. Is your company or association planning a live or virtual conference, seminar, staff retreat? Are you looking for a fresh, energetic perspective on what it takes to put on a jaw-dropping experience for your customers or staff? Book customer experience expert Mark Hain for your next group event. Past participants have said, Mark kept us in stitches while teaching us how important and powerful actually designing our customer experience can be. Read more testimonials and find out how Mark can serve you and your group at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. As you can tell, I am super passionate about serving business owners and managers just like you. If you're tuning into this and you're thinking, good golly, Mark, I need to train my leaders or I need your help. (laughs) If you are planning a leadership retreat or a conference and you think that this could be valuable, feel free to reach out for a quick discovery call. If there's anything I can do for your leadership retreat, for your conference, I can create a catered package that serves just you and your organization alone. My contact info is in the show notes. It's the one marked meetwith.markhain.com. And look, if this is resonating with you, I really think if you take today's episode to heart, your big takeaway today should be don't neglect your employer branding. If you truly don't know what it is, please do reach out and ask for help. You cannot keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different results. I think it's important that we start taking this idea and saying to our team, how can we define and reflect an employer brand? Because the minute you start doing that, it'll change everything you do as far as your attraction and retention programs are concerned. I think the other cautionary here is beware of overlooking diversity and inclusion. I believe fairness should be a driving value in any organization. And this is one area that if you don't walk the talk, people will call you out on it. Honest to goodness. And then finally, I think it's important to avoid neglecting the candidate experience. The candidate's impression of your organization starts the moment they engage with your recruitment process. Again, do check out that episode, The Problem with Prospects. In my book, in chapter 18, I talk about the employee journey. And, you know, people have different needs at different milestones. And I think if you can start looking at your candidate journey from the time that they something resonates with them to the time that they come in for the interview to the time, hopefully, that they're so great, you're going to want to onboard them. What is it that they need? And keep in mind that that onboarding process really, again, that's why I named my keynote from go from onboarding to forever boarding. That process should never, ever stop. I think it's really important that you ensure that the application process from beginning to end is smooth. I can tell you that there, there have been people that I've talked to about who are applying for jobs and, you know, they do the, they go online and they go through the job listing. You know, they have to upload their resume, but then the very next thing is the a survey style questionnaire comes up and then they have to fill in all the details and correct all the details that the AI picked out of the resume and they had to correct it. And, and it takes so long to do it. 
And it's like, there's got to be a smoother way to be able to do this. And it's also essential that the communication that you have is timely and transparent. Again, you know, I think it's great when somebody says, hey, ABC company, they send out an email, says, thank you so much for applying for the position. You will be contacted if you get shortlisted, something along those lines. I really appreciate it when they actually send out an email after the fact that says, dear John, thank you so much. As we mentioned, we went through, we have hired the candidate that we're going to be working with. Just to let them know that the door is closed and that they can move on. I think that's a, a cool way of acknowledging the fact that somebody special applied to you and you're treating them back in response with respect and with kindness as well. I think if the candidates feel valued throughout their entire hiring journey, I think that regardless of the outcome, your reputation will build and trust will build in you. And so when these people turn around and say, you know, I wish I could work for ABC company, you know, they were really great to deal with. And, you know, maybe one day I'll be able to work with them, but they're telling people about it. Again, if you are challenged with any of this, please do reach out. I can take you through the journey mapping process with you and your team. I have this beautiful exercise that I can take you through that we can really design each of the job seekers touch points so that each step that they take with you affirms that you are the company that they want to work for. As I wrap up, I know we are in challenging times when it comes to hiring the best talent. But I also know that according to a recent Gallup poll, that 51% of the working population right now says that now is the perfect time to change jobs. So imagine for a second that you put out your posting out there. You have people, I mean, over 60% of the workforce right now is disengaged. So you put out something that's rather special, rather unique to you, reflecting your values. These people are on your doorstep. And I believe that if you come this far with me today, that we've uncovered some really unique ways that you can step out of the noise and get noticed by the people who would be perfect for you. Let me know what you think in the comment box. I'd love to get your ideas. I hope that this was helpful for you. If you have any questions about today's topic or you'd like to brainstorm some aspects of your business, again, feel free to book a complimentary, no sales, this is all about you, complimentary session. I live to serve. And so if there's anything I can do to help you, please book 30 minutes on my calendar. I'd love to connect with you. And please, if you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with your network. Honest to goodness, that's the best way to do it. I am a firm believer that knowledge is power, but knowledge is power only if it is shared. I hope that this makes sense to you. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Even bigger, if you can let me know if this resonated with you and apply these concepts, I have a sneaking suspicion that you will become the employer of choice that you want to be. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and I hope you dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com for a full directory of available episodes. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please share it and tell your friends about the show. As Mark says, 
Knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you.